0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter, Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. i sure I'm glad you did. Oh, boy, what a day. What a day. I hope everybody's been having a great week. I know we've been off for a few days and um, just just been busy, man, busy in this heat. How about this heat? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I saw a crow earlier outside. I was outside doing some gardening work, and this crow was panting. Never seen a crow pant before. It was Crazy. Crazy. But speaking of uh, you know, heat and all that, we're um we're gonna be talking to a fantastic actress tonight. Um she's in a brand new movie, um, HP Lovecraft's Witch House. And without further ado, I would like to welcome um Mrs. Michelle Morris, aka uh, Portia Shelley Ann. Michelle,
2: how are, how, are how are you? I'm all right, how are you?
1: No, I'm doing great. Doing great. Folks, we had a little bit of an issue before we started, a little bit of a scheduling issue with Bobby Easley and J.D., what
2: was J.D.'s last name again, Michelle? Uh, It's James Brinson, and actually, Bobby just texted me, and I told him to call now. We just started, and he's confirming the phone number, so he might actually call in right now.
1: Nope, here he is. Here he is. Let's hey, come on uh, here. Hey, Bobby. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks
3: for having us today.
1: Fan- oh, fantastic. Fantastic. I was just talking to Michelle uh, before we came on the air, and, and I told her, and I want to tell everybody, fantastic oh. movie. I loved this movie. H.P. Lovecraft's Witch. Oh, it was great. It was great. Thank you. Thank uh, you.
3: What what, what what was the, did you get the the premise of the film that she never left the couch, you know?
1: Absolutely. I was just going to say, a surreal uh, mind-bender. Mind-bender. It was, it, when people, when I was talking to a friend of mine about the show, he's like, what do you got coming up? And I was kind of telling him, you know, and uh, he's like, well, that sounds interesting. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, to put it in the realm, if you were going to have a, a weird movie Film like Night, Rent Jacob's Ladder, and Rent H.P. Lovecraft's Witch House. Very, very cool. I love this kind of movie. Where wow. That's you a think, big compliment. Man, yeah, and it's the type of movie you think about after the fact, you know? And uh, to me, that's not just a good horror movie, that's art. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It's art. Great film. Very Lovecraftian. Yeah, man. This is very, very cool. And I'll tell you something else, ladies and gentlemen, uh, people out there listening. If you're looking to buy a house, yeah, watch this movie first before you go, uh, you know, looking at properties. You just never know. Or do you? Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing. Or do you? Hey, I think we've got JB on the uh, – James, are you there?
4: I, I am here. Can you hear me okay?
1: Well, I can hear both everybody. Everybody's coming through loud and clear. Wow!
4: Fantastic.
1: We got. I got to tell you, James, the cinematography on this, amazing, amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. And I uh, know we. we uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, me and Michelle were talking before we came on the air. This is this is a independent film, folks. This is not a Hollywood. Uh, you know disney ain't writing checks on this thing and <laughs> the amount of money um she didn't tell me numbers or whatnot <laughs> but you know i'm not in the movie business but i can i know what some of this you know the ballpark what we're what you guys had to work with out of the park you hit it out of the park with that you know i think well, this looks you. like a, a big movie
4: yeah absolutely well, I know we we tried to aim, you know, try to aim high and you know make it look as as uh, you know, given that that production value is is always important, and that's where the the lighting comes into play and and things like that.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, this is this is, and really, you know, it's it's upon watching the film, you know, it it, it it ends, and like I said, you think about it afterwards, and you're like. This is like have you ever had like one of those fever dreams, you know what I mean? Um that you know, Poe and Lovecraft and people used to always write about and you wake up and you're like, Oh man, that is crazy I just had the craziest dream ever. Um I hope it's over. Right. I'm not sure, you know, and it takes you a second. I've
0: had a lot That's more
1: what this... of
2: those since this movie.
1: <laughs> well see <he's... laughs> You opened up those gate. You Indiana folks and your gateways to other dimensions. I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you. Yep, the gateway. The
2: gateway is in Indiana.
1: (laughs) Oh man! Center of the universe. This is great. Let me ask you guys now. um, You know, I mean, were you guys all just sitting around one day and said, "You know what? Let's make a movie." I got an idea. I read this this short story by H.P. Lovecraft. Let's do it. How did all this come about?
4: Bobby, I think you should take uh, this one. Uh, well,
3: I had just finished um, three films prior to that and met Brian Husna, a producer, writer of Reanimator, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and a, a good deal of Lovecraftian films. And he said he wanted to talk to me before I got started on my next one. And I was just trying to think of ideas, source material, and he says, why don't you look into Love, Lovecraft's uh, domain-free work? And so we did, and we just started digging through a ton of stories, and a lot of them are really fantastical, co- intercosmic, worldly stories that take a Marvel or Disney budget, you know. And so uh, we looked at one short story. It wasn't one of its better stories, but it was about a witch in a house, and we thought, well, there's something that we can work with there.
1: Oh, absolutely. How cool, man. How cool. <laughs> and, and you get to throw that, that his name on there too, you know. Very smart. Very, very smart. I uh I applaud, sir. I applaud. Now, I I'm not in the movie business. I'm a painter by trade. I paint pictures of people and stuff. Been doing that for twenty years. Um, but since I've been doing the podcast, which has been, I don't know, seven or eight years me and show are just talking about that. Uh, It's been a long time. Never planned on it being a long time. It just kind of happened. But I learned some things hanging out with all you film uh, folks, uh, especially independent film people. Coolest people ever. Uh, They make stuff happen amazingly, uh, you know, under crazy conditions. Um, But I did learn something that my, as a civilian out here in the world, my uh, understanding of time is different than film time. Um, and I don't know if a lot of people listening realize this. When these guys sit down and gals sit down to make a movie, this could be a year project. It could be a couple years. I had a guy on the show that they made a movie and it didn't get released till 25 years later. That's very true. Wow. <laughs> so it could, be a, it could be a long time because uh, there's a lot of moving parts and whatnot in making a film. Uh, I sit down at a canvas and I knock a painting out at most a couple of days at most, you know? So my projects, you know, I tell my wife, I'm like, I'm eh, thinking about doing this painting. And she's like, yeah, okay, great. Show it to me in a couple of days. No big deal. You know what I mean? I can't even imagine sitting her down and saying, well, dear, <laughs> for the next year and a half, I'm going to be working on this. You know, she'd be like, uh, we need a new washing machine. This needs to happen. You know, I don't know if I could
4: sell that. I
1: don't think I could.
4: That is, <laughs> a, that is indeed a hard sell. Oh, man. Can you imagine? Can you
1: imagine? I have a friend of mine it that's took been banned. It about
4: four and... years.
1: For... Oh, finish your thought. Finish your thought, Michelle. Uh, I was just going to say, it, it took
2: about four years from when we started to when it just was released. It was almost four years for... For which oh. house? So, I mean, it, was, it took a little while.
1: You could get a degree in college in that amount of time. Oh my gosh
5: <laughs> That's
1: crazy.
5: That's crazy. We all no, I, I was
1: going to say, I have a uh, a friend of mine that's in a band, and he he went through a d- divorce. His wife left him, and the reason was he wasn't messing around with girls on the road or anything. She was sick of amplifiers in the living room, you know. Uh, i'm just saying it's a hard sell four years wow i've known people that went to jail for less
2: time than that that's crazy crazy that's funny well, i have some other ones that i've worked on that have gone that the one i think he's been working on his for 10 years now is still not out yet that i did a few years ago i did it at the same time we started witch house right before it and He started on it years before that even, and it's still not out, so you just, I mean, some projects are, are, you know, six weeks and done. It just depends on, you know, there's a lot going on with this one. There was a lot of rewriting and stuff and going back and reshooting because they were working with um, Brian Mm -hmm. Usna and John Penny out in California, and those guys, they would and stuff to them, they'd be like, no, nope, no, we need to change this or reshoot this, and they call no. me, like, oh, i got to cut my hair and my nails again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Part of it. That's Hollywood. That's I heard of. Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Well, how exciting. How well, you know, so exciting. Now, is Witch House out now? H.P. press which Witch House? Do people rent this right now? Or is it coming out? Yes. Yeah. I should have
3: it my oh, show out It's out in North account. America. It's not nice. in North America, but not internationally yet.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, that's coming. I'm sure. I'm sure that's coming. That's cool. Yeah, Somebody was going to say
2: something, Amazon and I cut Prime. them off. Oh, is it? Is it on Amazon Prime? <laughs> Amazon Prime. You yes, can it is. Order it through Walmart if you want a DVD. But other than other than that, like Amazon Prime and a few other ones, I don't know. Bobby'd have to tell you. Nice. Oh, uh,
3: yeah. Uh, Direct TV, Spectrum, Vudu, Tubi, uh, Apple TV. Uh, it's it's getting out there, and there's uh, more to come. So we're excited about that. That's awesome, man.
1: That's awesome. Very, very cool. Well, you know, I mean, we live in the world now, especially after the pandemic. Everybody knows how to stream and work a Roku player or a PlayStation. You know, I mean... Before everybody was like, "Oh, I don't know, you know I don't know how to work this now everybody knows, so I mean, I guess it's good from from our the audience's point of view because we can you know we can uh we have access to this stuff um and and we can watch it from home or on our phone or however. How is dealing with these these streaming services are they a pain or are they?" Fairly easy to deal with.
4: Well, well, uh, I would I would say that that you know we we are kind of uh, we're self distributing, and so mm-hmm. it's a it's it's kind of a uh, learning process that we've been going through, and there there's some you know growing pains where you're trying to figure out exactly what format each streaming service needs, and you hope to deliver that to your your sales agent, and they get everything in mind and you have deliverables that you have to put together, whether it be a press kit or trailers and, and artwork that they're going to use for different, um, uh, you know, interviews and, and for uh, reviews and websites and things like that. And so there's a lot of work that goes into the, the after project. I mean, we, we just mm. really, you don't really, you don't really know until you actually dive in and you're like, Oh, I just finished this movie and now I'm, I'm still working on it for another year trying to get, you know, everything lined up. Absolutely.
1: One of the things I, uh, I saw on the uh, promo pictures and whatnot, uh, for HP Love Witch House was, um, you guys have all these accolades. I mean, all these film festivals, you know, you've been nominated and winning and and all this kind of stuff. It's how cool is that? You know, I mean, these are your peers, you know, your, your target audience that, um, well, I don't know if target audience, but, but these are people that know film, you know, and they appreciate what you've done. That's got to be a cool feeling, you know? I'm Absolutely. excited that
3: the film bridges so many different cultural film tastes over, you know, so many different continents. And that right there, wow, universally people are getting the story and it's, it's going places I never
4: thought it would. That's awesome. That
1: is, that is
3: that awesome. and
4: that that is the that is exactly what I was going to say. It's it's very um, uh, it's it's uh, I guess surprising, exciting, whatever you want to call it. But the fact that you know we've we've gotten these wins from all across the globe, and it, like Bobby said, it's it's one of these things where you realize that you know something something has you know caught their attention or, or we, we, we did something right. Cause you know, you're going to have, you're going to have every type of critic out there. They're going to, they're going to oh. love it. They're going to hate it. And, and the thing is, you know, what, what I like the most about most of the independent film scene is the, the amount of respect they all have for each other. Cause this is kind of my first foray into independent film and especially the horror uh, genre. Uh, there's a whole community, like you were saying, and everybody Tends to, you know, cheer everybody else on. You'll get the people outside of that who completely poo-poo the fact that we had a small budget and we're not able to create the uh, CGI tentacle monsters and, and you know Cthulhu and things like that. But these other these other genre these other uh, uh, film festivals. We're at least getting some accolades, as like, you know, hey, we appreciate all the work you put into this, and the uh, the blood, sweat, and tears, and you know that kind of thing. And for me, that's uh, that that's just, uh, it's very cool. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and
1: and you're absolutely right. I am not personally, I am not what I would describe as a horror guy. I like a good yes, horror yeah, movie. Uh, uh, I like a good movie I have friends of mine that are horror fans, and frankly, they're annoying to watch a movie with because you know they're like, that guy's spleen didn't you know uh, explode the right way, or and I'm like, how do you know what a spleen exploding? Are you kidding me but um and then then I also have um other friends that are like and I hate this term, this term canon they're like when well, the book. I'm like, I, have you ever read Lovecraft? I have. going to make a movie? That would be the most boring movie in the world if you did it word for word of Lovecraft. You know what I mean? He, very poncy. Very, you know, I mean, it, it, you know, it would be like making an Edgar Allan Poe movie exactly like the book. You, nobody would watch it. It would be boring. Um, I really like how you guys approach this. And you put your own spin, this isn't classical music, you know, it doesn't have to be exactly, um, but you put your own spin on it. And I I dig that. I dig that a lot. Because um, it makes you think. It makes you think, just like reading the original book made me think, or the stor- short story in this case. Um, I think mean, you guys knocked it out of the park. That's, you know, that's my opinion.
2: <laughs> Don't let those other guys get you down. That's all. That's right on. on. <laughs> Yeah, know. you know okay. it is a little. Sometimes it's disheartening. You know, you go on and you see these people, and it's like they're like, "Oh, this looks like it was done low budget." I'm like, it, "Um, because it was. It wasn't a Hollywood movie, you know." But, um, but a lot of people don't get that, and they're they're expecting that or something, and like until and so you see some of the stuff they say, and you're just like, uh, but then you see the good ones and stuff like that, and it's like, okay, well, some people get it. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: Absolutely. They, uh, Absolutely. Well, and
2: a lot of these people, some people
1: that don't critique like movies, bit. they've never made a movie, they've never done anything, you know, and they're usually just pissed off at people that are doing well, you know, for whatever reason. I'm sorry your high school band didn't make it big, you know, <laughs> get that <tip laughs> off your shoulder. You know, I mean, right. come on. Uh, get with it, baby. Get with it. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www. Dot Jamie Rocks dot US WWW dot dot US
4: Metal Babe Mayhem
0: That's WW dot L O V E S H A C K A P O T H E C A R Y dot com as well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. from La Holler to Miami to London, us Let alone, they didn't
1: make a movie, A, and they didn't make a
2: movie in a haunted house. What the hell? Yeah, if, they, if they'd ever been on an independent set in their life before, they'd have a lot more respect for independent films, so... Telling you. Well, you know that, that, you, that, that is true.
4: That is true because I, I was just thinking. You know, I did a. I was a production assistant on a low budget horror movie with uh, D. Wallace Stone and, and Corbin Burnson back in like ninety nine. Mm. I was just a. I was dragging around sandbags, just trying to get my feet wet. Um, but yeah, that is where that's, like a that's good where gig I to learned. Yes, yeah. and that's where I learned that like. All the, the work that goes into this, even if the movie is bad, those people really, they, they put their all into creating what this, this piece of art or whatever you want to call it, that, that they believed in. And I mean, we all do it. I mean, I've watched movies before and go, oh, this sucks. But you know, you yeah. know that's just the nature of it. But that's the one thing that I gained after working on that movie and as well as working on this one. Is the fact that 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 teamwork that goes into it, you just get a whole lot you get a lot of respect for what goes into making the lowest budget movie. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. yep, absolutely. And sometimes a good low budget movie is better. I mean, you know. I, I don't know who else, what next superhero Marvel is going to trot out. I think they went through them all. I don't know, the Micronauts or somebody, you know. I mean, it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's going to be something. I mean, they, they went through everybody. Um, but I just seen this. I'm like, we get uh, it. We get it. I saw this story with Clash of the Titans back in, when I was a kid in 81 or whenever that came out. Yeah, good versus evil, you know. It's been every Western my father made me watch. Um, we get it, you know. The cool thing about your guys's film is it's like okay, yeah, you think you know what's going on. Here you go. We're gonna put this in a blend. We're gonna put this in your brain in a blender. And every nightmare, you know, that, just just the unease of the lighting in this film. Um, it's fantastic. It's
5: fantastic.
1: It made me feel something. Like I said, that's art to me. You know, I I do this art thing for a living, and I kind of know a little bit about that. That's good stuff. That, that is good <laughs>
4: stuff. You know, I thought it was very cool, very very cool. cool. Thank you. Yeah, I know yeah. Thing, yeah. Like you said, that, that that's the that one thing that you that you brought up was you know the lighting, and that was one thing that we we struggled with was just because you know if you there's some stuff that you want to keep dark and moody and mysterious, but then. You know, you're like, oh, is it too dark? Is it too that doesn't work? Does it not work? And you know, that was that was always going back and forth in my head as I'm setting up a shot and and getting things ready, and and so there was a lot of back and forth with that, you know. And you just gotta, you know, just go with what the director says. You know, that guy. <laughs> well, it
1: was great. I I remember when I read the uh, the storyline, the synopsis, and it's like, oh, another dimensions and all this. Whenever I see other dimensions, my first thought goes back to when I was a kid, that episode of the Twilight Zone where that little girl falls through the wall into and, and another dimension, and they – now talk about a crazy story. There just happens to be a, a, a physicist who lives a couple doors down, and they bring him over, and he figures it out. You know, lucky that. And, um, and talk about cheap set design, because they were probably working on a budget maybe a little bit more than what you guys were working on, you know, but it's still that burned in my brain to this day, 50, you know, 45 years later or whatever. And I was watching and I'm like, yeah, who's to tell what another dimension would look like and who's, and especially, and then when you get it, you're like, Oh, and especially from that point of view, you know, um, I thought that worked real well. I thought
2: that was cool. I, you know? that, I felt like I was in a different dimension when we were filming most of the time. <laughs>
5: <laughs> now, I mentioned and,
2: um, Michelle and I were talking before the
1: show. She was telling me a little bit about the Hannah House, the big uh, mansion there in Indianapolis. Did weird stuff happen on set, or did everything go pretty smoothly?
2: Well, so we have um, I
3: I say that batteries drain quickly. Uh, like real sort of energy but just really pulling from our batteries and got an uneasy Michelle knows of of a you know
1: being
2: Yeah, I wow. see my first shadow figure. Really? Yeah, Bobby oh. you're breaking up a little bit. Can you hear me?
1: <laughs>
2: yep. He's coming through now.
1: Alright, okay, cool.
3: But uh we were we were working one night really late and uh we heard uh an infant cry from what sounded like the walls. Uh that was pretty intense.
1: <laughs> wow. What? Yeah, so and that was crazy everybody. crazy as a director, because you've got the normal stuff you're dealing with, and then, like, you know, the cast and crew are like, eh, maybe we should sit this
2: one out tonight.
1: <laughs> and <I> mean, you' I'm <laughs> like, no, we got to get this done.
2: Go well, tonight. it happens <laughs> at the most weird, inopportune times. You just be sitting there. I was out on the porch smoking on the back, and I was the only one out there at nighttime, and I look up at the balcony, up above me is another porch, upstairs porch balcony, and I see a solid black figure, and I was like, and it was like as real as you or me, and and I'm like, oh, that's somebody messing with me, and then everybody was up front, so I'm like, um, okay, well then we had a medium psychic on the team, and she said it was the 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 baby, the mother that lost her baby, she was grieving her child, and then. Um mm. the one scene uh where where uh julie uh and i have our little girl- i like our girl scene <laughs> um right you know we were we, we were up in grandma's room and back then they they frowned upon uh you know girl on girl type stuff <laughs> and things like that yeah, so my getting a little bit so I'm getting a fuck. I'm getting a finger like dug into my knee, as we're doing that. I was like, ah, I had to stop. And I mean, it it was like it was a really bad pain. It felt felt like someone was just digging their thumb in my knee. And then Julie was feeling like little pinpricks, and the sewing room was next to it. She's like, ow! I'm like what? She's like it feels like someone mm. stabbing me with a needle. But yeah, oh, and my- then they heard the baby <laughs> crying when the witch was on top of me downstairs. The scene where the witches. Is- on top of me and then I go to grab the the dagger and then she disappears and like when that happened that was that was the scene where they heard the baby crying see I couldn't hear it I didn't have the headphones on I had Andy Noir or Andrea Collins I had her on top of me so, but they were hearing that and I heard something I didn't know what it was but they're like well Bobby could tell you he, he asked the sound guy are you hearing that and he's like what a baby crying he didn't even tell him what it was and Everybody just kind of, like, got goosebumps in the room and got quiet. It's like, oh. Mm.
1: <laughs> Crazy, Bobby. I don't know if I could have handled that.
2: <laughs> Where's Jamie at? In the car out front. I got <laughs> I got locked in the bathroom upstairs, and there was no lock on the door. And It was the last day we were leaving. It was oh, like it didn't man. want us to leave. I got locked in the bathroom and there's no lock you have to have a skeleton key for that there was no lock on it and luckily there was another door I got out of but uh, yeah it was pretty crazy oh man it, that's, that's,
1: that's wow wow how cool is that that's a whole movie unto itself well we're making this movie mm-hmm. in the end. guess what <laughs> you know, that's now, on the DVD, did you guys do, like, uh, you know, they do the, I don't know what they call it, the, um, sometimes on DVDs, they'll do, like, where you go through like a commentary scene. Yeah, like commentary. Did, did you guys do any of that? And, and then, like, say, and this is where, uh, you know, Michelle got lost in the bathroom, <laughs> you know, unnoticed <laughs> anybody. Oh, here's where she thought somebody well, right brought a out ninja or, uh, outfit. Yeah, we're we're toying yeah. with the idea doing
3: some uh, special features. After uh, we got a couple months to wait for the DVD to do its thing,
1: and then we'll we'll release got that you. bad boy. That's cool. That is awesome. That is fantastic. Well, it's out now, ladies and gentlemen. It's out now. You can definitely find it. Um, it's uh, matter of fact, you put in HP uh, HP Lovecraft's Witch House. Uh, on into google i just did and it it pops up all here it is on amazon and all you know all over the place and whatnot um very very cool now um with a film like this and it's it's doing as well as it is and the accolades and whatnot and and people are going to be watching this um are there plans perhaps for a sequel or Perhaps using uh, some of these other uh, characters, bringing some of these other characters back into future projects. Are the gears turning yet for that, or is that kind of a wait and see? Uh, I think we
3: kind of like leave that story alone, but you never know,
4: you
1: know. Very cool. Very cool. Well, you know, I want to see more of you guys' work because I really, really enjoyed this. I want everybody to watch this. Um, if if you like a, a spine tingling, like I said, mind bender horror film, this isn't this isn't Jason at Camp. That's not what this is. This is much more cerebral, much more deep uh, than that. And if that's your 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 cup of tea, I'm telling you, you got to watch this. You got to watch this. And uh, you know, and if you just like bitching about horror movies, you're one of those people we were talking about. Well, rent the movie anyway, and, uh, you know, ditch away. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> Better yet, buy the DVD. How about that? How about that? Then you can say something. You know, that's all I want Yeah, know. some of the stuff uh, that could
2: be in the outtakes would be insane. Like, some of the stuff that wasn't in the movie, I'm like, no, there's a shot of me in the middle of the night coming out of this murky pond uh, with black contacts on and a dagger in my hand, just like I come out of it, I'm like ah, like and that's not even in there. I'm like, oh, like when we did that, <laughs> you know, it was like it was crazy, but it didn't. Once the story changed around a little bit, it didn't flow with it, and I'm like, oh, that's definitely got to be in the outtake. So they uh, do that for the DVD. That'd be cool because I want to see that. I want other people to see that, but. Even though it was like left out of the film, certain things like that. There was a lot of like Julie and me driving around in the car. Like we we had like all there was all sorts of stuff that did not. We we might as well have shot two movies. There was a lot of stuff that did not make it to the film.
1: <laughs> oh, that's, as I understand it, that happens sometimes. But you know, you never know. This could become like a big cult classic and stuff. And look at like Blade Runner. Look at Blade Runner. Blade Runner did okay when it came out, but it wasn't like you know was an alien. Um, I'll tell you, I, you know, I remember this stuff. Um, I was a little kid, but I remember it. Um, but they came out... How many Blade Runner versions are there now? Like four or something like that? You know, I mean, there's... Yeah. You know, so who's to, who's to say? Um, you know, Michelle, you might get your wish there. <laughs> you,
2: know, well, you like, know, I got go to go to another almost, it
1: convention was... and find
2: stuff? Oh, my God. Um, well, you know, when we, we were doing it sometimes, it was a little frustrating but at the same time i knew it was for you know like when they'd be like you gotta cut your hair again I'm like oh i knew it was for the better of the movie as frustrating as it was though because everything that was rewritten or redone it was all done for a, a reason you know once sometimes when you put stuff together you know it looks different on paper than when you put it together and you're like oh man like we need this we should have done that and so you start twisting things around and then you know, uh, it just doesn't always – it's not always the same on paper written out in the screenplay as it comes out, and you look at it, and you, you switch stuff around, you end up moving stuff around or reshooting certain stuff a different way, and that's just the way it goes, you know? Yeah, yeah. the story t-
4: totally t- totally evolved as we were shooting, and like like Bobby and, and Michelle said, we would get feedback from John Penny and, and Brian Usna – and, you know, we would have to decide which feedback to take and which feedback just to say, listen, we're, we're going to shoot this until the end of time if we keep changing things. And right. you kind of got to weigh which one works and, you know, hey, this, this is a great idea because this changes, you know, this, this works and helps the story this way. But then what happens is you're like, oh, wait, well, if we do that, well, now this scene has to come out because it changed it just enough. And so you kind of right. lose some of the scenes that you really like. And, you know, there were a couple of scenes that, that, you know, as as the cinematographer that I really dug that, you know, we're like, oh, I can't use that. And then there was a couple of times I would try to slide them back in, of course, and Bobby would go, listen, we've already discussed this. <laughs> and, uh, hey. and, uh, and so I go, I know, I know. I was just trying a different way to get this shot in there. But, you know, it's just one of those things where you just kind of, you got to run run the gamut and, and figure out what's going to work and, and, you know, hope that all the decision-making, you know, pays off.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now you had mentioned, um, you know, the the work that goes into this. And for those who don't know, I, I was blissfully ignorant. Like I said, when I first started doing the podcast here is that we would, um, you know, I'd, I'd turn on the TV, I'd watch a show or a movie or something. And I'm like, yeah, they made this like, you know, last month or something. No, no, not at all. They, when when they say that's a wrap, there's a whole new side of it, uh, of, of the project that starts. How do we get this in front of people? How do we distribute this?
2: Oh, my gosh. I that's mean, the hard part. It's easy to make a movie, but then you're like, what do I do with it now? <laughs> it's not yeah. easy to make a move, but it's, it's easier to make it than it is to figure out what the heck to do with it afterwards.
1: That is true. Oh, absolutely. Well, you guys have done a good thing. You know, you're doing podcasts, you're doing this and that, and you're, you're, you know, making it happen. Did you guys have like a little party or something when it was done just to release some yeah. tension? Nice. Uh, yeah, we had
2: a big premiere. Yeah. Oh, really?
1: No that. yeah, that's something, did that's you guys premiere in L.A. Like or did you guys do it in the Midwest there? Indiana. We did it at the Indianapolis
3: Art Center. Uh, the Indianapolis Art Center is a really nice uh, venue, and we sold. It sold out, and we had a good time. We had a best-dressed no. witch contest. <laughs>
1: that's awesome. That's the type of party I like to go to. I love it. I love it.
2: Yeah, oh, if you, you're on my page, Jamie. If you go to my page and look through some of the photos um, from, like, October or whenever it was, that was when we made the little, the red carpet event, and we're all dressed up for it. You can see some of the pictures on my Facebook page.
1: Nice. Nice. Very, very cool. Oh, yeah, look at here, Look at here. Well, this is awesome, guys. Well, you guys, you know, I, I told uh, Michelle this before we went on. I said, how cool is this? You made a movie. You can turn on the TV, and 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 see it. You know, I mean that. What a feeling, man! That excites me. Um, that's got to be a cool place
2: to be. You guys did it. Yeah, it's a pretty cool feeling when you go on and you search it, and it's like, oh, hey, there it is on Amazon Prime or wherever. You know, you're like, oh, it's everywhere. <laughs> I like it. I,
1: you know, I get excited. Like I said, I'm, I'm not in the, the movie business or anything, but we've do been doing the podcast for a while. And the other day I was, what was I at? I was on one of the streaming platforms. I can't remember which one. It was Hulu or it was on one of them, one of the big ones. And I was looking for something to watch. And I, uh, you know, I had an hour to kill or something. And I'm like, eh, let's watch a movie. i not watched watch a good movie, you know, um, that I don't have people coming on for. And I started scrolling through. And I started seeing movies that I've had guests on, for a bunch of them, you know. And uh, I was like, "How oh, cool! I've got the best job in the world, man. <laughs> Get to talk these people. How cool is that?" Um, yeah, I don't know.
4: It's, it's it's cool.
1: And you guys are making some. Now, are you? Uh, I know. I know how you Hollywood folk can be. Um, I'm kidding, of course. Uh, But, no, seriously, I know sometimes you can't talk about stuff until the T's are dotted or across and the I's dotted. Um, Are you working on upcoming projects you can mention, or should we just focus on H.P. Lovecraft's Witch House right now? Um, Well, we all have
3: uh, some projects in the works right now. Um, Usually, we're all three working on uh, an action martial arts film called The Ultimate Throwdown. Um, nice. JD's some scripts. That he's he's finishing a script right now, and I'm just developing some ideas, and uh, we're going from there.
2: Very cool. Yeah, the ultimate Very throwdown. Cool. Uh, the u- ultimate throwdowns. My uh, was my fiance's film, and. Uh there was some stuff that kinda went awry with the cinematography and certain just things and and whatnot with um the original shoot. So I brought these guys in. I'm like, we need your help <laughs> And and uh so they're they're helping us on that now and, and Bobby's gonna be directing and JD's gonna be doing the cinematography and I don't know, we we're still, you know, trying to figure out if we wanna patch it up, or uh, reshoot the whole thing. We're not sure, you know, where that's going yet. Um, we're working on the trailer right now, so we can maybe get some interest in a crowdfunder for it to do some of the reshooting and see where we go from there. Nice,
1: nice. Well, whatever I can do to help on this thing, man, whatever I can do to help, um, you know, let me know, and uh, I'm down. I'm down. Um, also, I was a big money bag producer. I'd write a check.
2: I'm not. But the thought is there. Hey, maybe one's listening. Well, hey, to the maybe show, maybe you know? some of your listeners are, and they can be looking for. Yeah, it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I I was one of those
1: people. I don't know if you guys remember. Remember when um, Paranormal Activity got made? I was one of those people that did their crowdfunding, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever to have my name on, in the credits. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. along with the ten thousand other people that it did. But I'm like, yeah, look at that. <laughs> I going to put this on well, my I... business card now. Uh very, very
4: cool. Well, you know, that's the crowdfunding hey, thing. I, I've uh, got I was gonna s was gonna say I've got a I've got a question for you. Um Okay. If if if, if you uh, if you have an answer. Was there anything that stuck out the most in the film and in, in witch house that, that really stuck with you? You know what? I guess for lack of a better term, you know, a, a favorite scene or um, something like that. What, what really, what was the first thing that jumped out when you were watching it and you were like, Oh, okay, I'm, I'm watching the rest of this because let's face it. Sometimes you start to start a movie and if it doesn't kick off, right, you're like, eh, let me watch this later.
1: One of the things that I really enjoyed about this film was the house reveal, and then as the house almost became became a character unto itself, I thought that was done yeah. very cool. You know, I was like, that th- th- this is very cool. And I don't know, you know, yeah, me and the wife have been watching Stranger Things lately, so you know, we're we're on that whole portal gate thing. Um, you know, it's in our brain, and um, it, it's let me put it this way: I should. Preface that, it's very rare for me and my wife to agree on a show to watch.
2: Um, There's many a discussion. i got a question. Did you actually get the fact that the house and the geometry of the house and all that was the actual key, the gateway? Because some people just like aren't, it's like over their heads, they're not getting it.
1: I didn't get that the, the structure was. I did not get that. But now that you mention it, it does click. It does click. That is cool. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, that means I need to watch this film again, just like all my listeners need to watch it. It's, uh, it's you know one
2: of those you gotta watch a couple times. I think to like really you gotta be like well, wait I gotta go back and watch that again because you know puzzling some of the the pieces together like you know the devil and the you know certain scenes and stuff like that and. What's really what's really going on with a lot of it? I think is over some people's heads, and it's like if you just actually go back and like rewatch it and get some of the 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 stuff in there, and and, and it starts falling together better. I think the second time I watched it, and with each time I watched it, like myself, um, because I, even though I was part of it and did it, um, the first time I watched it, I was like, I was I was a little confused uh, with some of this stuff. But then I watched it again, and I was like, okay, I see how they pulled, okay. And, and then I got some of the stuff, like the the little key things like that, like, okay. And I, because it's never said that the house is the gateway, it is the key, but, like, watching it, again, it's like, okay, the house, the geometry of it, that's, that's the key to everything. That and that gloss that e- of the Enoch or whatever and and all that, when she finds that, like, the house itself is... Is what's um, you know doing the the witch and the house and all that like it is the you know if the, I think if the house burned down the witch would have been gone I don't know <laughs> that that would be a whole different <laughs> movie but um I, well witches are a tricky like are another- that. <laughs> How- you know
1: witches are tricky witches are tricky like that you think they're gone and then they come back you know it's it's one of those things that's just you know. What happens when you're dealing with the witch?
2: Well, some people didn't get. Well, some people didn't get too that I've I've seen with some of the critics and stuff. They didn't get, you know, the kidnapping and the kids and stuff like that. That they were all part of the witch was controlling Joe to do that stuff right. for her, you know. Um, and at the part where we're in the stairway with the uh, ex boyfriend, the abusive ex boyfriend, and all that. Uh, Joe explains a lot of that So if you're not paying attention to the little Things like that, you're not going to get it You have to watch every little second
1: Absolutely, absolutely Well, and that's, again Why I think this film's going to do Real well, because this is one of those Films when, you know, you're hanging Out with your friends and stuff And you're like, hey, let's put on something Let's put this on, you know Ooh, this is I miss those days. Like when I was a kid and stuff, me and my friends and, you know would watch this. This would definitely, if this movie was made, you know, I'm just saying back in the day, this would be one of the ones that I would have picked, you know, every Friday night um, when I'm at Blockbuster, it would have been one of those. Um, it's just a cool, cool film. Like I said, That's it's right up in there with, yeah, with Jacob Blatter and stuff. This yeah. is a great film, you know, and it, it twists with your mind. I, I, I think that's done real well. I like it. I like Some it. Horror fans I like, like how you're infecting our youth. It's fantastic. <laughs> Say again? I
3: said sometimes you get horror fans that don't like that big mental challenge. They want it spelled out like, hey, there's three girls. They just got murdered one by one by a masked killer, you know. And this is like right. a thinking man's. Yeah. It's a brain teaser. Not... It's, it's something
2: a... for you to figure out.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I like a lot of something that's a little more cerebral. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. I said there's, a lot, there's not a lot of Lovecraftian
3: films out there with big budgets, so people can really get that visual of what
1: he wrote about.
3: So they're just getting the filmmakers' efforts to date, you know, and they're accepting that. Because he's not a Stephen King. There's not a lot of big films made about his work. So people, it's like, No one knows what heaven looks like. So everyone has the idea, oh, well, it looks like clouds and angels playing harps and stuff. And when they don't see that, they're confused. Like, well, what is it? Like you said earlier about what does another dimension really look like,
1: you know? Right, right. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. this cool episode ad free if you're a vip member you can become one on my website www.jamierocks.us hey rockers
0: this is stacy lane wilson author and editor of the rock and roll nightmares book series I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Phil Toussaint from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few.
1: Lbion. dot com, Michelle dot com, very very cool stuff. Check it out. folks. Well, it's left and
5: up
1: the thing to the too, of the, the thing with with Stephen King, and I I love Stephen King. Don't get me wrong, I'm I'm a big King uh, fan. I like some of his movies more than the books, and I like some of his books more than the movies. That being said. Stephen King, as an artist, has always been in the the realm of um, well, this could be made into a movie. As he's, and I think as a writer, that kind of seeps into some of his writing. I got to remember, H.P. Lovecraft, they weren't making movies and stuff about this. You know, he never that wasn't anywhere in his subconscious even. You know, um, well, I got to write it this way because it's going to be easier to film. <laughs> You know, or they can do that. You know, and I think a good example of that um, is is Tolkien with like Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is is great. You know, that, that's a masterpiece. But the thing is, is it took what you know seventy years for the technology to get to a point where that could even be done well. You know, uh, nobody made any of that <laughs> before because they couldn't. Um, now I'm not saying Your guys' story Your take on H.P. Lovecraft Needs better technology I think it worked great I think it worked great how you guys did it um, But you're right I think It's definitely a cerebral film it, it, it's, it's not Highbrow by any means I don't want to turn anybody off going Oh, you know, this is a You know ooh, you gotta have a degree figure. No, not at all But you do have to have a little bit of imagination and an open mind in the fact that we're talking about um, dimensions, mental images, fear, what really is fear, where does that fear come from? And, you know, there's some big questions with your guys' film. And, you know, the person who enjoys this is going to be one of those people that are like into that. Um, If they're just looking for a slasher, this ain't it. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, go to the they're looking for Walmart, big busters. Hollywood
2: budget. M- yeah. Well, they're looking for exactly. a big CGI Hollywood budget movie. This ain't that either. <laughs> but it, if we're no, independent, no, it's, it's very high quality. You know.
1: No, but if you want to get your willies tingle, this, this is the movie for you. <laughs> you know, because you're like, ooh. It's disturbing. It's disturbing in a good way, (laughs) in a way that you want, in my opinion, from a good, well-done horror movie. You know, supernatural horror, maybe that's a better term, but it's really not. Supernatural science horror? I don't don't know. This is cool. This is a cool film. I like
3: it. That's all I'm going to You know, I like that, that it's not just a slasher. You're like, well, it's got body horror. It's got supernatural. It's got folk horror elements. Cosmic stuff. It's really, you know, a multifaceted genre, you know, production I feel like.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what makes it cool. That's what makes it cool. I I dig this and I can't wait, you know, honestly, after watching this, I'm like, I wanna watch more of their work. I wanna watch more of their work. That's one of the things I really dig about IMDb. Um, for, you know, I know some people hate it, but uh, I think it's cool because I can look at a director a writer or an actor or whatever, you know, um, and, and see other stuff they've worked on and, and say, hey, I'm going to check this out. <laughs> you know, we're all sitting here with access to every film ever made, uh, you know, by people. I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> That's just me. That's just me. Um, well, very cool. You guys got the coolest job in the world. You know, you're making movies. Um, I'm telling you. I think you guys saved us during this pandemic, and I'm talking about filmmakers in general. This pandemic—if if we were around in 1917 when, this, when their pandemic happened—I don't know if we would have made it. <laughs> you know, I don't—I don't know if all my everybody I know is readers. Um, we got through because we were watching cool, you know, stuff that you guys did, and I think that's awesome. So keep doing it, man. You're deli-
2: real good Denver, at it. Like one of Bobby's movies. Belly Timber, I watched uh, before I ever worked with him, and that's what interested me in working with him when he asked me if I wanted to, and I was like, well, of course, I watched uh, Room 223, I think it was called, like, he produced that, but then he did Belly Timber, he was a filmmaker, I think. Uh, Were you director on that too, Bobby? Yes. I think? I co-directed Jason Hoover. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I watched that and stuff, and so I knew... When he asked me, whatever he did was going to be good because I'd seen his work before and that and uh, at least some of it. And uh, I was excited when he asked me to do it. I was like, heck, yeah. I didn't even know what we were doing. I was just excited to work with him. <laughs> oh, we were,
3: yeah. Ditto, ditto. A... It takes a special now, did you... actor to do the type of work that Witch House requires. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I was turned down
5: by the, the big park. guys twice.
2: Really? Yeah. Yeah, we 3 I'm, I'm terrible at auditioning, and I'm terrible with I hate auditioning <laughs> with a passion because I just don't really feel in the moment when I'm auditioning. When I'm there and the and the heat's on, and it's like all right, and go action, and we're really in it. It's different. So I'm just – I'm terrible at auditioning. <laughs> I hate doing them. And, but Bobby had already knew me from the conventions and stuff. And so when he asked me, I'm like – oh and then he's like, well, you need to do an audition for these guys. I'm like, really? <laughs> and then they turned me down not once but twice. So, Oh, wow. Uh, but he ended up going with me anyway, thank goodness. But Yes, thank goodness. Well, there you go.
1: There you go. Now, Bobby, <laughs> did you know that – like when you were a kid, were you – it was uh, – I don't know if I knew a film guy growing up. I, I knew lots of band guys. Like I knew there was, everybody was in a band, but there was a couple that I'm like, oh yeah, they're they're going to be in the music business. That's just how that's going to go. Um, were you like the film guy growing up? Did you know that uh, you were going to be doing?
3: You know, I really liked film a lot and never thought I would ever get to work in it, but you know, JD actually really is the one to talk to you about being in it, and he worked at a movie theater.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that must have been yeah, cool, I, JD. Uh, I mean, that, JD, yeah, are I mean, you one of those really horror amazing. fans that I talked about? That you're like that guy's screen didn't explode right. Are you? Are you? No. Do you watch? Are you hard <laughs> no, to watch a film
4: I, with? No, I don't know. I just want to be entertained. If that if that makes I sense, gotcha. you know. I mean, I'm going to be. I am going to be critical. If, if you, for me, my my criticisms come from, if you know, if you've got kind of a budget that you know x amount of dollars, and you can't fix this one problem, that's on you. You know, right. I, there's there's. <laughs> I have a lot of. I mean, I do have a lot of respect for everything that goes into it, whether it's a low budget or big budget or whatever. Because I mean, you hear stories all the time. I mean, the last Terminator movie. I heard an interview with uh, Linda Hamilton where she showed up to the set and the script wasn't written yet. So I mean, even in oh, big, man. big budget movies, this stuff happens. And but I, I working in the theater for so long. I mean, I started out, you know, shoveling popcorn. Ended up managing a place. I managed one in Indiana. Managed one out in uh, New Jersey. I managed one in Delaware. You know, so it was kind of it was kind of in my blood. I just loved it. And it wasn't it wasn't a uh, a, um, how would you put that? You know, I'm, I'm not like a film snob. I mean, mm. I watched, I watched, I watched Ford Fairlane a couple times. You know, so it's not like I'm, a, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, only watching Gone with the Wind and Citizen Kane. You know, I'll, I right. I like a good B movie. I like a good B movie, and I, you know, for years, you know, when I was a kid, I had a I had a VHS camera on my shoulder forever. I mean, I was running wow. around with them. And but being from Indiana, to be honest, it never seemed like a viable, you know, thing to do. And
5: mm-hmm.
4: so it was. It wasn't until later that I got into the, you know, basically got into TV, and and shooting broadcast stuff and corporate video and stuff like that that I found there was a career. But I still wasn't to the point of oh well, I can definitely shoot a movie. It just didn't. It seemed out of reach because, you know, mm. how, how do I how do I get paid for it? How do I, you know, uh, how do I get, make time? How do I get everybody else to join in because there's no studio here, you know that kind of thing. And and so when Bobby came along and talked to me about about helping out, it was one of these things where I, you know, he, and he'll tell you I hem hauled about it a lot. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Mm. No, I won't do it. Yeah, I'll do it. You know, and and so. It's one of those things where I see all these other people that are doing these these independent features, and I'm like, You know what? I just want to do this, even if it's just one time you know i want to I want right. to get involved and I want to do this and that's that's what you know this was my opportunity, and that's you know we live in a time where, like you said earlier, you've got every movie at your fingertips, you know we didn't have in the eighties, I couldn't have done this movie and got it to somebody we didn't have that. We right. Don't have that way there's to do gatekeepers. That. Yeah. Absolutely. And so now, you know, you know, unless you're, you know, you, a dime, you know, there's, there's every now and then you get the one, you know, Kevin Smith who happened to put a whole bunch of money on his credit card and he, he struck lightning at the right time, you know. Right. But, but for the most part, people like us just, you, you, there was no avenue for that back then. I mean, I, I am, envious of a lot of the kids now who I see their product on YouTube and I see their videos and whatnot where you're like, man, if I could have had this knowledge, you. you know, when I'm a kid, when I was a kid, I'd be, you know, who knows what I would be doing now. But yeah, <laughs> I just, uh, I love, I love movies and I just think the the process that goes through that, that, that you have to go through to get things done is uh, just amazing. And people don't really, people don't really understand all the work that goes in from pre-production to production to post-production to distribution. It's just, um, it, it's, a, it's a snowball that you just, once you get into it, it just it just keeps going. Oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And you're right. It's crazy. It's crazy. During the pandemic, my wife started, she discovered TikTok, like, you know, so many other people. She's a little younger than me, and, you know, she's all about it. I, I, I was like, what the hell is a TikTok? And why do you need a green screen and a ring light? You know, what the hell is it? Here's a lamp. <laughs> you know, go to, no, that won't work. I need this. <laughs> and, okay, let me sell a painting and we'll get you a green screen and a, and a ring light. Ah, dang. Um, <laughs> you know, but it, you, I watch some of these videos. You're right that these youngsters are doing and stuff. And it's like, holy moly. And, Here's the other thing. Like, you bring up a very good point. I look at the YouTube view number on it, and I'm like, holy shit, 87,000 people have watched this? Oh my, I mean, when I was a kid, that never would have, you know, maybe a show in my friend's basement when we weren't doing Dungeons and Dragons or something, you know, Um, that would be about the audience. You know, that's amazing. Well, it's a it's a cool time, and you guys here, you guys are ahead of the pack. You guys are doing this, you know? How cool is that? That's amazing. Everybody
2: and doing it. All fun. my friends always like friends are like, oh, you're on your way to Hollywood. I'm like, no. If I wanted to do that, I would go and audition for Hollywood movies and be SAG after and do all that. I was like, I enjoy. The independent films, and I'd like to make our own Hollywood or bring Hollywood to us. Like I don't want to go to California. No, out there. I just, I know the day I go out there, it's gonna fall in the ocean. So I'll just stay out in the Midwest. But um, <laughs> you know, I just, I just know that's my luck, you know. But um, I, I like just doing the independent films. I don't. I would like them to go big, but I don't want to necessarily. Go to Hollywood to, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I would like our Absolutely. independent films to make
1: it. You know, after talking to you guys, I've tried to explain this so many times to people in, in my world. Um, you know, they're like, well, how come you don't work with all these? You know, you only work every so often with the gallery, with your paintings and stuff. You just always do everything yourself. And I'm like, Exactly what you guys are saying. I like flying, where it's up to me to make it happen. I don't have to rely on other people. I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. Yeah. I'm not splitting the pie up with anybody. I, you know, um, I'm dealing directly with people. I like that. You know, I, I, I like the challenge of it. Um, I get. I totally understand where you guys are coming from. Yeah, i was on a big you know,
2: step one. Sorry, go which, ahead. which one? No, no, no. Go ahead, Michelle. Go ahead. Um, I was just an extra in a Captive State with John Goodman and Vera Farmiga and stuff. And that, like, it was cool except for the fact that, like, you don't get to, you know, be up close and watch really what's going on. Like, I like the behind-the-scenes stuff, the whole production of it and all that. And so you're just kind of, when you're an extra, you're you kind of herded around like a bunch of cattle, you know? It, mm. I mean, we had fun the second night. The second night was like a gun shootout and running from aliens. So, I mean, it was a pretty cool experience. But, like, it, you know, it just feels more homey on a on a smaller set. And, and, you know, like the team of people that we worked with on Witch House and everything, we all got really close. And the girl that played the best friend in, in my movie, Erin uh, Trimble, um, she ends up being, you know, one of my best friends in real life after all this. So it was like we all got really close and you know, you just don't you don't have that, um that not from being an extra at least, on a on a big set, they might, you know, some of the main actors and sporting actors and stuff like that, but uh it was just it's so much more homey and I feel more at home doing the small independent films and it just it was almost nerve wracking being on a big set. I was like, ooh.
1: I have a friend of mine that feels the same way. She was, um, she was in the, uh, the Avengers movie as an extra. As an extra. Don't get excited to anybody. Um, but, you know, you know, where Loki shows up to that thing and he makes everybody kneel. She was right in the front. She was one of the kneeling crowd. And it was interesting because she was one of these people that always wanted to go to Hollywood. She's like, I want to be an actress. I, I, I want to be a Hollywood actress, you know. And she her whole life led to that moment and she had done a couple independent films and stuff on the way, and she told me the same thing. (laughs) She said, "It's true. (laughs) This was my dream. I didn't have any fun. (laughs) I have more fun making The Independent.
2: Yes, independent films are fun. Hollywood movies are, I mean, not to say that independent films aren't work. They're a lot of work, but it doesn't feel like so much work when you're doing it until you've been going for like 16 or 18 (laughs) hours straight, and you're like, okay. But, um, but it, it's a lot more fun on on a smaller independent set than a than a big one, which you think it would be the other way around. But it's not not for me anymore. No, I do. <laughs> I do. I've been
3: working on big sets, Hollywood sets for a couple reasons.
2: One, the union
3: there. Right. I know that. I I'm, I'm eating lunch at noon. I'm done at five. I'm eating dinner at five. We're done unless it's a night shoot. With independent films, it's like we're we are on our own. And
1: it's, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We
3: are. Um, but
1: if yeah, you have I a have focus Luke, group. I've been in really, a couple of, uh, <laughs> independent sets, <session>. and you're right. <laughs> that's how it goes, man. That's how, and you better like pizza. You're going to be eating some little Caesars. <laughs> that's all
2: I'm saying. All
1: the pizza. We were I mean, lucky.
2: We had a kitchen. Oh,
1: yeah. okay. Well, wow, that's fancy. We were having that
3: is fancy. We even had manwich one night.
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> I was just helping out they, with they friends. That. That I would have killed for a manwich. Oh my god!
2: <laughs> I, there was a Taco <laughs> Bell. Why don't Bell I eat more manwiches? <laughs>
1: Everyone needs more manwiches. I'm telling you. When I was a kid, I can totally see myself being like seven years old, eight years old, maybe maybe a little older. Going when I'm an adult, I'm going to eat sandwiches every night because they're great. Um, I haven't had a sandwich in forever. I'm going to go to the store after Now, now you are making me want, to get
4: get me want a sandwich,
3: Joe.
4: Yeah. yeah. Scared. Um, well, get a couple
3: of sandwiches.
4: Yeah. You know that's right. I absolutely.
3: I they, that. keep,
4: they keep
2: you
3: going <laughs> when you need to be.
2: Oh, man,
1: I'm telling you, I dated this girl many, many years ago, and I lived in California that was a a vegetarian, and um, she would make sandwiches. Maybe this is the last time I had one. She would make her sloppy joes, whichever, out of, um, instead of using hamburger meat, she'd take a cheese grinder and grind tofu. (laughs) And they were not good. They were not good, and she wasn't cute enough for me to lie about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. That's man, good. The things you do. The things you do. Well, folks, you know, my red light is blinking, um, so we better wrap it up. But, man, it's been cool talking to you. guys are just really cool to talk to, you know. You, not only do you make great films, you know, that, that twisted my mind up, I, which I love. Um, you guys are just cool. a cool hang, all of you. So nice. you, know, you got that going for you, yeah. All right. Which is nice. Nice. absolutely, absolutely. So folks, well, it thanks is, for uh, having us on, and we do have a link to the uh, Facebook page for a Wasteland Pictures, and uh, you know you keep up to date with everybody and whatnot. I'll be posting a direct links to everybody's uh, socials and whatnot, and uh, very very cool. Well, you know what are you guys doing tonight? It's a Thursday night. Uh, there in Indianapolis. What's happening tonight? Making I'm movies? I'm some The
3: weather's uh, so beautiful, but I'm home repairs right now.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah, I no. Now fun. the witch house is done. Now the witch house is done, I don't have any excuse for not getting stuff done <laughs> around the
1: house now. I, I
3: got <laughs> water boxes body.
2: to clean, Bobby. Oh, man. That's a horror movie. I got litter stuff. boxes
4: stuff. to clean. That's that's
2: always fun. See, oh, JD half lid. JD is half the
4: other swim half. Dad. Lives. Yeah, I'm swim bad. No, dad. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's <laughs> well, fancy. This is fancy uh, Indianapolis.
1: That's right. That is right. Indianapolis is a cool town. Indianapolis is a cool town for those who don't know. I actually um i tell you, about 10 years ago, I went on this weird quest. I was living in Southern California, spending an amazingly amount of money to live there. And one day I, I, I was doing my budget, doing my bills, and I'm like, what the hell? I've been doing this for 10 years. Why am I doing I could move somewhere, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and live like a king for what I'm spending here.
4: Um, yeah. yeah.
1: So I, 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 and I know all these people everywhere, so I said, I'm going to take a couple months Travel around and, and see where I want to relocate at. And so I did that. The couple months turned into six. Um, but the, um, I went to see a friend of mine in Indianapolis. And um, while I was there, you know, it's the weirdest thing. You meet people. I met this guy who turned out to be a Franciscan monk in Indianapolis. I'm like, who meets a Franciscan monk in Indianapolis? Anyway, he was fixing up an old house to sell before he went to the monk monastery or whatever. And uh, I helped him do that. Uh, he's like, I, got, I need to, uh, I got to patch this floor. Can you paint
2: a wood grain? I'm like, I absolutely can. <laughs> that on the I, floor. Have to, I have to interject. My One of my friends just must be listening because they just sent me a message on Facebook Messenger it says, damn it, now I want sloppy Joes. <laughs> See,
1: I'm telling you, when I was a kid, that and pancakes <laughs> for dinner, I don't know, why am I not having pancakes for dinner every night? Um, Because that would have been the dream when I was 12 years old, Um, <laughs> or tacos, or talk. To- I cannot, I have to be honest with you, my wife bought tacos last night on the way home from work, it surprised me, I was like, oh my gosh, tacos, we're really having... Oh, well, we were having Hungarian goulash tonight, but no tacos. All oh, right. It's gotta be taco um,
2: Thursday somewhere right now. <laughs> <I
1: like it. laughs> Why hasn't anybody ever put a sloppy joe in a taco show? I think that's a brilliant sloppy. idea. That's a million we dollar have idea.
4: Slop- sloppy Joe You may Sunday. just have a new uh we have a new podcast right there. Happy a sloppy jose. Floppy hose. <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
1: <laughs>
4: that's what we call
1: them, <laughs> Floppy hose. I love it. I want to put a little fishnet like drizzle on the outside. Brilliant.
4: Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> that went a different direction. All together. Went a different direction.
1: Hey.
3: Uh, oh, I'm you you
4: put, that's a at, whole other part. Of
1: it. Nacho cheese powder in it. A spicy cheese powder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Telling you we could and you know what, the money we could make from the franchise rights alone to this business can film a bunch of you know, fund a bunch of films.
2: I, I don't know, but you are making me hungry though. <laughs> yeah, I think uh Me too. You know Well uh, dinner guys, is thank calling you my so name. much for
1: uh you. taking the time to be on the show and whatnot. I really appreciate it. You guys all rock. Keep making your awesome movies. Because you're real bad thank for you. having no, us. series <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Talk to you soon. All right. All right. That's going to wrap it up, folks. Yeah. Bye, Daddy. That's going to wrap it up. And uh, this will be converted to a podcast. That's where we, uh, you know, fix any little things up. Um, and we add the commercials in. That's really the big important part. Uh, from our awesome sponsors, be sure to check them out and, uh, you know, uh, use the code to save a couple of money. They all have a code uh, where you can save a couple of bucks. If you want to listen to this, uh, the, the polished podcast, all of my podcasts, uh, commercial-free, on my website, jamierocks.us is my, uh, the VIP Patreon. So, yes, you sign up for that. All the information is on there. Uh, you sign up for that, and, and you can listen to everything commercial-free. So there you go, because, you know, you're a VIP. There you go. We will be back <laughs> Monday at the weekend off. I'm sure I'm going to have to be doing a bunch of home stuff. Um. <laughs> oh, God. I know it. I know it. Um, oh, man. I had to air up the wife's tires yesterday. She told me about it at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, the hardest, hottest part of the day. I'm like, why didn't you tell me in the morning when it was cool? I did it. Her uh, tires are fine. Uh, Anyhow, being married, what can you say? Folks, we'll see you then. Have a great weekend. And while you're doing stuff this weekend... Set a couple, you know, some time aside. Rent HP Lovecraft's Witch House. It's awesome. Talk to you soon.
3: Thank you. Hey, This has been
1: Pop
0: Art Painter Jamie Rox's Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Hanna oli Pop
2: Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto.
1: Hey, de Harry Hicks son uh, Sveje och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks.
2: Love Talks Radio.